On today's episode, we're heading right down the middle of Main Street, USA. Join us as we discuss every delicious treat, snack, and juicy morsel that we can find on this iconic Disney street. And stay tuned to find out which classic Main Street drink and treat we will be recreating with you, our listeners, live on Instagram with the Body by Beignets podcast, where Disney does a body good. everyone. Welcome to this week of Body by Beignets. We're your hosts. I'm Shelby. And I'm Sheena. We're so excited that you're here. You're listening and hanging out with us. Um, so before we jump into our main content this week, which we'll tell you all about where we're going this week as far as our destination, but we wanted to touch a little bit more on who we are and why our health and nutrition and fitness are important to us. I know we kind of briefly went into it in our intro. Um, that you guys heard last week, but thought it'd be good to give you guys a little bit more of a background. So Sheena, if you want to get us started. Yeah. So starting out very young, um, I was always very active. So when I was younger, I was a dancer and was in competitive gymnastics. And then I was a cheerleader in high school. Um, I even tried out for track in middle school. So had a little bit of discus and, um, like the 100 meter dash, I think is what I was pretty good at. Um, But in college, I got a full-time job and became much less active than I used to be. And of course, I was eating what typical college students eat, which was a bunch of junk food and whatever was free at the restaurant I worked at um, and lots of Starbucks. Starbucks Frappuccinos. So um, I also had my oldest son when I was 21, and that is when my body and health started to really shift. Um, Unfortunately, I had disordered eating and body dysmorphia, so um, I was too focused on the scale and focused on how my body looked, and it was just a really unhealthy time for me. Um, I have tried keto, paleo. I tried becoming vegan. Um, But in 2012, my youngest son, who was three at the time, um, became diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So that was kind of a game changer for our whole family. Um, And it wasn't until that diagnosis that I started to focus on being healthy for my family and for myself. So it kind of shifted from what I looked like to just my family becoming more healthy all around. Um, I eventually enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I graduated with my certification in holistic health and nutrition. Um, I've also run two half marathons, and the third is coming up in April, and I try to make fitness and nutrition a priority with myself and my family. Um, we love going to the Disney parks, but sometimes it is a struggle to find diabetic friendly options for my son or like non-dairy plant-based options for me so that I don't feel yucky all day. Um, and that's why the body by beignets was created to help people find healthier alternatives at the parks that are suitable for their dietary needs. And I think it's good too that, I mean, and I'll talk a little bit about it too, but that you've tried several different things. Like I know you tried keto, which 
I tried as well. Um, and you did the paleo. I think we've both done the, was it the 30 day? Uh, the whole 30. Whole 30. Yeah. So we've both done this whole 30. I know you became vegan just as more so to kind of rule out things that, you know, were affecting your body. Not so much. I don't know. I think it was just like a preference as far as trying to rule out what would make your body feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know kind of like we said in our disclaimer, we're not by any means telling anyone to jump back and forth between, you know, diet fads or, you know, things that they think might just because it, like keto is the big thing automatically just jumping into keto, but it's more so just finding what works for your body. And I think, I think it's good that we've both tried a few things. So we kind of have, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of experience with different stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just like Sheena, I've been pretty active since I was young. I also did dance and gymnastics and I was on actually a competitive cheer squad for several years before I did, uh, the cheer squad at my high school, my senior year. Um, but after high school, I didn't continue doing any sports in college. I took one dance class that was, you know, just to get an elective out of the way to kind of fill some space because I enjoyed dance, but I didn't really, you know, continue So I actually started to go to the gym on my own, uh, which I have to credit my boyfriend, Mike, a lot to getting me into weightlifting. Um, If you're listening, Mike, I apologize for the struggle and the attitude that I gave you (laughs) with weightlifting because I hated it. I hated it and I didn't want to do it. And so I would give him attitude all the time in the gym, but now I absolutely love it. Um, And I will go on my own. He doesn't even have to go with me. So it's great. But despite my activity level, I've always had a hard time losing and maintaining my weight. Ever since I was little, I've been, I've been pretty curvy. I like to say, I don't like to say chunky, but I've been curvy. No, Uh, curvy, curvy is perfect. And so I touched on it a little bit in our intro, but last year I was actually diagnosed with PCOS officially through my gynecologist. And so what it is, is yes, I do have this on my ovaries, but it's more so a hormonal issue. And so I've really tried to look into, you know, what my body's telling me. And I don't want to get too much into PCOS because I'm obviously not a doctor. But my hormones are all out of whack is long story short. And so it makes it really hard to lose weight. So it's nice to have a reason behind my difficult weight loss, but it's still extremely frustrating. It also doesn't help that I work night shift. I'm a nurse. I work night shift. And my sleep schedule is always a mess, which that doesn't help out my hormones whatsoever, just because, you know, my circadian rhythm is always out of whack. So I've actually gained even more weight these past couple years working night shift. So I'm always trying to make a conscious effort to eat healthier. Um, I went through a special PCOS protocol where I learned a lot about my body. And so I'm excited to implement my healthy lifestyle changes that I learned this year when we're able to go back to the parks because you know my main focus is dairy free just because of so much hormones that you find in dairy these days and I realize that's something that doesn't really sit well with my body and I try to stick to lower carb when possible I did try keto was not a huge fan I was super strict on it for like three months my stomach always hurt I just personally for me it didn't work I also think though that when keto started, we all did keto the wrong way. And it was like dirty keto, dirty keto, (laughs) dirty keto. Exactly. So it was like a lot of cheese and bacon. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Like I'm eating all this stuff that tastes so good, but it wasn't 
the proper fats and proteins that I should have been eating. So it just didn't work for me. Um, some, some people it works great and they can maintain on it and they, you know, drop a ton of weight and they feel great. But for me, it wasn't, wasn't what I was working with, but so I found that lower carb and no dairy is when I feel my best. I do still weight lift. Um, and I'm excited for the podcast to be able to help others on their healthy journey while still being able to enjoy the parks to their fullest. So I think that's, I think that's our main goal. Yeah, definitely. But speaking of our health journeys, so we also, I'm also, I'm going to be referring back to our intro a lot, but last week we kind of touched on that we're both doing some training. So Sheena's actually training for a half marathon and I am training for a 5k. So I thought it would be cool that every week we update you guys on how our training is going. So you can kind of follow along our journey with us. So I would like to introduce our first little segment, I guess you could call it. I think that's exciting. We have a segment, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're going to introduce our new training tracker. Woohoo! It's time for the training tracker. While we both have experience with health and nutrition, we are not experts and do not claim to be. We are merely providing personal opinions that we have found helpful. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Before making any health-related and or dietary choices, always check with your personal health care provider and the restaurant or food cart where you are ordering. Their information is the best, most accurate information. You are your biggest health advocate and should make the ultimate decision on what is the safest, healthiest option for you. All right. So as far as training for this goes, I was not brave enough to sign up for a half marathon. I haven't ran in forever. I used to run a lot, obviously, when I, you know, did competitive cheer and dance and made a lot of conditioning, but I'm not a runner whatsoever. I, when I was little, I had really bad asthma and I used to have to use an inhaler. Well, I haven't been training really hardcore cardio and so I haven't needed an inhaler. So my training right now is on a little bit of a pause because I realized when I started running, I was literally seeing stars. I told Sheena that one morning I was running outside and the sidewalk looked sparkly. And I was like, that why does the sidewalk look good. like it's glittery? <laughs> no, and I was not like, no, I'm like, I, I think I'm going to need another inhaler. So I, as of right now, I'll just go to the gym, you know, do my weightlifting, but I'll try and run on the treadmill, you know, like a few minutes and then walk and run and walk. But I'm, once I'm able to get, you know, get in to see my doctor and kind of touch on that, then um, I'm using a program called Couch to 5K, which is an app. I think a lot of people have heard of it, but it's a good transition from pretty much not doing a whole lot of running at all to being able to run a 5K. So that's where I'm at with that. And I try to go, I try to do a little bit of running a few times a week just to kind of, you know, get my body into it. But it's been a, been a little bit of a struggle because I can't, I physically can't breathe when I'm running. And having to wear a mask at the gym doesn't help at all. 
but that's why I'm glad it's a little bit cooler down here in Arizona because I can run outside and not die of heat stroke. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think it's really good that you also said you're going to go talk to your doctor so that you can get um, an inhaler. I think that's important for everybody. If you are starting a new training program of any kind, be it weightlifting or training for a big run event, it's probably important to go talk to your doctor just to touch base, make sure that you are healthy and ready to go. Um, That way you don't see stars when you're running. So I think that's important. Exactly. (laughs) And it's always so important to listen to your body too. I mean, you know your body better than everyone. And if, you know, say you are listening and you're thinking about starting a new, you know, fitness regimen or whatever, by no means are we telling you what's going to work for everybody. We're just telling you what's working for us. And, you know, if you're going from no activity to wanting to do some activity, then yeah, I highly recommend, you know, talking with your doctor and making sure that overall health wise that you're, you're feeling good and you're in the best place you can be. Yeah. So as far as my training is concerned, um, I have run two half marathons in the past, and this time around, I decided to take a different approach. So before when I was training, I would run probably two to three times during the week and do, they were called like maintenance runs. So at the beginning, it would be two miles here and there, and then you would progress to three miles, and then you would have one long run on the weekend. Um, But I actually read this book and... I am blanking on the name of it, but I'll have it for the next episode. So it's this um, incredible man who has done many ultra marathons and he has trained all sorts of ways, but he found that the way he becomes um, the least injured and puts the, you know, the least amount of stress on his body is by doing one long run a week. So cutting out all of those maintenance runs in between. Um, You can still go to the gym and work like your upper body and your core, but to kind of give your legs a break so they have a full week to heal and then just do one long run a week. So that's kind of what I'm going to try this time around. Now, our half marathon isn't until April, so technically training programs, you don't have to start until like January, I think. Um, But I signed up for the Kessel Run Challenge, which you do a virtual half marathon in January, and then you do the in-person half marathon um, in April. So I should start training for my virtual half marathon, but I was explaining to Shelby earlier that I just... I'm worried. I don't want to put too much stress on my body for the virtual half marathon and potentially injure myself for the in-person. So this, um, for the next few months, I'm going to take it easy. Just focus a lot on walking. I've been walking five to six miles a day, just making sure I can walk at a good pace. And then I will throw in those um, weekly long runs here, probably within the next week or two. So that's kind of where my training is at. And we're both keeping our fingers crossed that our run doesn't get canceled, our run weekend. Oh, I know. I know. Once they canceled the January marathon series and then the February princess half marathon, I got really nervous. But so far, so good. It's still on track. So fingers crossed. And uh, I think that's enough about us. Let's get into why the listeners are really here. Um, This episode will focus on an iconic location in both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Wait a second. Do you hear that?
I seriously just love that song and I love the nostalgia and the warm feelings that I get every time I walk into the park and down Main Street. Like the smells are so good. The sights are just so beautiful. I just love the history of Main Street. I I know it's everything that they do as far as like, I know they have the, what are they called? The smellitizers? Yeah. Smellitizers. Mm -hmm. And it's just, as soon as you walk in, it's like, okay, I need three churros. I need (laughs) to go to the candy shop. I need all while, um, trying to avoid, I always roll my ankle in the, you know, the trolley. Oh my gosh. The trolley trolley track. Yes. Those are the worst. (laughs) It's not a trip to Disneyland unless you roll your ankle in the trolley track. (laughs) It's so true. Even when you're looking down and trying to avoid it, and then you see the castle and the bam, there you yep. go, down in the trolley track. Right in. Right yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, as far as Main Street, um, I feel like there's just so much history involved just from, you know, Walt's vision and creation of, of Main Street and that he wanted it based on, you know, his hometown of Marceline and um, actually ended up taking on the look of the architect's hometown in Fort Collins, Colorado. So it's kind of like a mix of both of those elements for sure. So yeah, no, I think it's incredible. I just love looking at it. And Disneyland is just, I feel like so small and quaint and gives you just like all the feels. But then when you walk down the main street in Magic Kingdom, I feel like everything is so much bigger and taller. And I couldn't put my finger on why exactly it was different because like you had said in our first intro, we are definitely West Coast Disneyland girls. And so growing up with the main street here, the first time I went to Orlando, I was just shocked, first of all, at the size of Main Street and, of course, the size of Cinderella Castle versus Sleeping Beauty Castle. Um, But also, the architecture looks slightly different. So, you know, upon researching it, I guess it wasn't um, based off of, like, Marceline and Fort Collins, Colorado, which is kind of a West Coast thing. Um, It's based off of, like, East Coast architecture in the 1880s. So I did not know that. Yeah, so it makes a lot of sense why it looked so much different to me. So, yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a different. Yeah, I never realized that, but it's true, and I think it's because I wonder almost if because you know Walt had his vision, and they had he had like his little hometown at Disneyland where it all started, and so they were okay with you know changing it up. Plus, they have so much more space in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's just so much bigger in general the yeah. park and how everything is so spread out and how they developed it. You know, you have like your animal kingdom now and everything is just so massive. It's like a, it's like its own little city over there. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, Which I actually think in, in Orlando or it's, is it Buena Park? Maybe I think, I don't know. I'll have to look that up, but um, I think they are, they're their own municipality. So they have their own like power and sewage and fire departments. So they really are like, like their own city. And that's for yeah. sure. But I love, love, love when you walk, and I think this is on both coasts actually, but when you walk underneath the railroad, um, the railroad tracks, all those vintage ride posters that are in kind of like that little hall area, I just absolutely love those. So every time I'm walking through and I'm looking at those vintage posters, it just gives me all the feels and I'm just like so excited and I'm looking at the rides like, yep, I'm riding that today, definitely riding that today. So it's just so much fun. And I love that even on Etsy, you can find 
those vintage ride posters to kind of bring the magic to your house. I know we have a few here at our house. So yeah, definitely gives me all the fills for sure. Well, and then it has those plaques too on both sides where it says here you leave today Mm -hmm. and enter the world of what yesterday, tomorrow and fantasy. Yeah. It says tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I I would have it memorized. I know for as many times as we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so, it's so amazing. And I think it's really cool that it's one of the original lands, like Main Street is actually considered one of the lands. And it's one of the only ones that really hasn't been changed that much since opening day at both parks, really, because, Mm -hmm. you know, they've altered the different lands, changed attractions, things like that. But really Main Street has stayed true to uh, what Walt intended it to be. So I think that that is why it is so special. Yeah, I like how, I mean, they'll change, you know, obviously they do like the decorations. I like they do the lampposts, which they are actually the, what, the 150-year-old real gas lamps? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure at Disneyland. Not sure Mm -hmm. about Disney World, but yeah, at Disneyland they are, yeah. But they put like, in the fall, it's like the Mickey pumpkin heads, and then, you know, they do all the Christmas decor. And so I just love that you still get the same, you know, it doesn't drastically change, but just enough to really change the seasons, which I love. But they also like the storefronts. I know, I know we reference a lot in Disneyland because we go there obviously more often, but that storefront right when you pass the fire station, how they do the, uh, like the movie, the moving storefront windows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How they like the Toy Story I think one. it's on the Emporium. So the Disneyland Emporium, yeah. which they have at Disney World. But yeah, the moving storefronts. So if you are an East Coast fan and you haven't been to Disneyland ever or recently, I want to say, I don't know if they put those in for the Diamond Celebration that we had a few years back, like five years ago. Yeah, it's they're pretty recent. So I want to say you're right with that. Yeah, but so if you haven't seen them, it's like um, a storefront window, but instead of having merchandise, it has scenes from different uh, Disney movies. So one of them is Toy Story. And so if you watch it for a while, it's um, completely static. Nothing is moving. And then all of a sudden you'll see Andy's arm reach down and playing with the toys. And Mm -hmm. so it's really, really fun. Um, So if you haven't been there to check it out, as soon as Disneyland reopens, you should definitely make that a priority because those are really cool. Yeah. I think they rotate a couple of them too. Like they updated one of them to Frozen after, you know, the new Frozen came out. And so they like rotated it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I like going over there and watching them because it's so fun and they're so cute. Yeah, for sure. So much fun. I love the the music loop that they have playing. And I love that at the beginning of the day, it's definitely more upbeat, like setting the tone for you being excited going into the park. And then at the end of the day, when you're walking out and everyone's tired, it's just kind of like a nice, sweet, slow sound. So just kind of wrapping up your day at Disney. I love just Disney does it right. No other theme park does it like Disney does it. That's for sure. And the one song that I always, always, always think of um, Main Street is the Married Life from Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, no, I feel like I hear that one every single time that we go for yeah. sure. So if you guys don't know what song we're talking about, if you look up the Up soundtrack, it's called Married Life. And it's that's exactly what I whenever that song comes on, I just think of Main Street. Oh, yeah, no, I love that song too. Um, yeah, but as also not like a music loop, but music in general, the Dapper Dans, mm-hmm. who 
pop up and sometimes they're riding by on their tandem bicycle or they're in front of, um, you know, a shop or at the top of the railroad station. I love stopping to listen to the Dapper Dans and my friend Miriam of the Churro Fund. She absolutely adores the Dapper Dans and she has definitely reignited my love for the Dapper Dans for sure. And I just think it's so cool that they've been there for so long, since 1959 at Disneyland, and they do nine shows a day, which is insane, but so amazing. And they always sound so great. They do. Um, And I actually, because I haven't had the opportunity to go to the Halloween event Mm -hmm. where they, you know, do the not-so-scary Halloween party, Um, but yes, again, shout out to Miriam. She's on Instagram at, at the Churro Fund. Uh, but she is like, I want to say the Dapper Dan's number one fan. <laughs> she totally but is. Yes. Just hearing them talk, hearing her talk about them. And they actually do for Halloween, they turn into the cadaver dance. Mm-hmm. So it's like they, you know, at night they dress up kind of like zombie-ish and they sing their version of spooky songs. And they do a really great rendition of the, uh, the Haunted Mansion, the Grim Grinning Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Their version is like my favorite, hands down. But yes, I love, love listening to the Dapper Dan's. So if you are a Dapper Dan and you're listening, or if you know any Dapper Dans, have them reach out to um, the Churro Fund and uh, (laughs) you would just make her day. I think that that would be She would be ecstatic. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So before we move on to the restaurants, one quick thing. We have to talk castles. So at the end of Main Street, both in Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, we have the castle. So at Disneyland, we have Sleeping Beauty. And at Disney World, we have Cinderella. So Shelby, just what is your favorite one? Which one? Oh, see, it's so hard for me because I like things for both. Um, overall, I think, and I have reasons for it. love Disneyland with all my heart, but Cinderella Castle is my favorite. And I think it's because I love that they have the huge stage area in front where they do the shows. And so they do like the character shows right there in front of the castle, which I think is so beautiful. But then you also, to get around the castle, they have like those walkways that make like a horseshoe around it. And I just think it's more of like a castle feel when you walk up to it. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love Sleeping Beauty and I love the refurb that they did and the different colors and how bright and vibrant it is. And Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, our, our, hometown castle I guess you could say but yeah I, I yeah I think Cinderella Castle is is the top one for me I know I'm so torn because I I absolutely love Sleeping Beauty Castle I will say though like we had the best colors and then when Cinderella Castle was repainted it's like they just copied the colors which was you know yeah I, I just don't think that's right I think Cinderella Castle should be like the light blue the white the gold and we should have our own thing. So, but if I had to choose, I think I would just pick Sleeping Beauty because to me, it just is iconic Disney for me growing up. That is the castle I grew up with. Um, and I love the the walkthrough that they have where you can go and, you know, you hear Maleficent and you see the different, like, there's different interactions that you can do in the castle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an attraction in itself versus Cinderella. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything to do other than they do have Cinderella's Royal Table Restaurant inside, which is so hard to get reservations for. But if you can, great. I've never eaten in there. Um, that's definitely on my Disney bucket list for sure. But yeah, I think um, I think my heart goes to uh, Sleeping Beauty. 
Yeah. See, if we're being completely honest, my number one princess forever and always will be Belle. And I think that Belle and the Beast Castle should be up front and not just a little tiny one back by the BR <laughs> guest restaurant. But All right, I guess so I'm not an Imagineer. But <laughs> we'll petition Disney. Pitch. The next, next Disney park that's created, you should have Beast, Belle and Beast Castle. For sure. That should be the big castle. And they should hire me as Belle. And I will just spend my days outside of the castle doing my princess wave and greeting everyone at the uh, end of May. Seriously. Dream job. Yeah, you can be Belle. I'll be Cinderella and it'll just be fantastic. It's going to be great. And then we can just record our podcast right outside of the castle. (laughs) (laughs) We're the podcasting princesses. Um, I mean, I think there is a market for that for sure. But 100%. (laughs) All right. So let's get into the delicious things that we will find on Main Street. And while Main Street exists in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, there are definitely a few differences in each park. Um, so we're going to kind of start with Disneyland. So Shelby's going to take on Disneyland and I'm going to take on Disney World and we're going to kind of see if there is a matching counterpart um, from Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And uh, yeah, so let's get started. So before we get into like the actual restaurants, obviously we know that, you know, at either of the parks, the whole snack carts and the little shops on the side are major every day or every where you go around the parks, you can grab a snack and then go wait in line. And I think that's great about the little carts that are always around. Mm-hmm. I think that's our go-to is that we stop at like a popcorn cart or a churro cart oh, and yes. we grab one and then go wait in line for Indiana Jones. Or well, you need... You do. You need snacks. You are walking almost nine to 10 miles a day. I think it's okay when you're at Disney to get a snack when you're in line for every single ride. I, exactly. I just think that that's how you should do it. So they do have their popcorn carts, which their popcorn is vegan, which is great. Um, but it's pop secret and it's not actual butter. It's like a flavoring that they use. So I, you, I couldn't tell you exactly what's in it that makes it. Taste we like don't want to ask. It's kind of like a <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. We don't know what we it is. We don't want to know. But it tastes good. But it is vegan. So our vegan listeners, um, and it is gluten-free as well. So that's always a great option. Um, they have churro carts, which those rotate depending on the season. They, you know, if they're having an event like they were doing um, over here when they had Pixar Fest. They had, you know, different flavored churros. So the churro carts are always available. I believe they usually have one set up right there, like right outside the, um, uh, what's the, like the theater, not the theater. Kind of by the railroad station. Yeah. By the railroad station and where, um, great moments with Mr. Lincoln is. So they Mm -hmm. have one kind of like right there when you first walk in. And I think there's another one by Sleeping Beauty Castle too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're wanting to start your day with a breakfast churro, it's just right there when you walk in. Which is great. Obviously, those are not gluten-free. They're full of gluten. So if you're looking for gluten-free. And dairy and eggs and all sorts of things. So yeah, that is definitely an indulgent treat for sure. So not allergy-friendly. They have also, so Center Street, which I should have touched on before, is one of my my favorite parts. It's the middle area of Main Street where you can go and they have the locker rooms and bathrooms. And they actually, if you listen, like the second floor, they have sound effects. So it sounds like, you know, people are um, like taking a bath or they're at the dentist. And I think it's so cute. But in that back little hall right next to where in Disneyland is the Starbucks, there's a fruit cart. So they have fresh fruit, pickles. They have little hummus and veggies. 
So it is, if you're looking for like a quick, healthy snack, it's one of your best options because you can grab some fruit, veggies. They have bottled water, juice for the kids, stuff like that. So I think it's a good option if you just want something quick for breakfast, you know, like something. I always associate Main Street with breakfast because it's the first place, but we will be touching on lunch and dinner too, I promise. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I know they have the fruit cart at Walt Disney World as well. Yeah, I'm just not sure where it's located. I don't know if it's on Center Street as well. Um, the last time I was actually at Walt Disney World was last October. And we did stop in their Starbucks, which is called the Main Street Bakery. Um, but I didn't look outside to see on their Center Street if they had a fruit cart there or not. So we will have to verify where that is located exactly. Yeah. Um, they also have so Candy Palace. So it's exactly what it sounds like. There's, oh, they have their amazing hand-dipped caramel apples, which are to die for. Um, they're so cute, too. They have specialty toffee, which if anyone's ever tried the churro toffee, hands oh my gosh, down, one of the best treats ever. So don't really good. know the nutritional facts about that one either, what's all in it, and I don't think I want to know, but no. we can do some research for you guys to let you know <laughs> if it's allergen-friendly. I, I know we can't make that any healthier, but we can check to see if it's okay for, you know, celiac. We can check and see what the binders are and things like that. So we'll do some research. Um, they have, all oh, these amazing chocolate-dipped peanut butter sandwiches. I think oh. that's one of Sheena's favorites. <laughs> yes, it's like a yes, thick layer of peanut butter between two graham crackers dipped in chocolate. Oh, but it's not like peanut butter, peanut butter. It's like soft, It's almost like Reese's fluffy. peanut butter almost. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I but don't different. Know. It's like Disney's version of the Reese's peanut butter filling. I don't oh, know. They're so magical. Good. So obviously not nut-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but they have cupcakes, Rice Krispie treats, dipped fruit. You want a little bit healthier, uh, cake pops, and then some of the healthiest options is they do have, you know, like the prepackaged snacks. I know they have like the, um, what's it called, like Goofies. I don't know. It's something out they he like makes these sour. Like yeah, sour the Goofies cups. sour candies. I think that those ones are pretty safe, but always check the package just to double check that it is safe for you before you eat it. But they do have this brand called Snacks with Character and those ones are allergy friendly. So if you ask um, a cast member when you are at any of the stores um, where they have those snacks, they have listed on the front if they are vegan or if they're gluten-free, but the it's just a, an option for you if you want to have a treat for yourself or for your kids who have allergies but they still want a special Disney treat, um, they can get those and it's a much safer option. So definitely look for those snacks with character. And then of course, at the end of main street um, at Disneyland, I don't, I'm sure they have one at Disney world. They have to, but the little red wagon corn dogs, which are these, they're actually really good size corn dogs and they have chips and apple slices, um, bottled drinks. I cannot do the corn dogs. I love the taste of the corn dogs, but me and Sheena were at Disneyland with one of our good friends and it upset my stomach really, really bad. Like I just, it, my tummy hurt to say the <laughs> least. So yeah, it See, was, yeah. I don't have like that same issue with, with, uh, things upsetting my stomach super easily like that, but the corn dogs also, um, mess with me. That's for sure. So if you're going to eat a corn dog, they are delicious, but make sure you uh, can find a bathroom. Yeah. Well, I'm usually too with, um, like ride 
depends. It depends on the fried food, but I don't know if it's maybe the type of oil they use for their mm. corn dogs. Plus, I feel like it had a really thick batter around it, which is, you know, what helped make it really big. I mean, the hot dog inside is big, too. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it was a lot of batter. And so if you're sensitive to, like, fried foods and, you know, certain oils and stuff, you might want to avoid it because, yeah, it did sit well with my stomach. I, I don't know what kind of oil they use, but... It just wasn't, it wasn't great. It tasted good in the moment, but my tummy wasn't happy afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as far as Walt Disney World, um, in the Magic Kingdom, they definitely have a lot of the same things as Disneyland as far as the snack carts and shops are concerned. So they have the same popcorn carts with the vegan gluten-free popcorn. And actually, at Walt Disney World, they kind of have a few carts that are combined. So you can find like either a popcorn churro cart or a churro pretzel cart. (laughs) So they kind of have them combined, which is really cool. Um, Now, as far as the churro carts in Walt Disney World, I feel like when um, my son and I went in October, we didn't find nearly as many churro carts set up as we have seen in Disneyland and uh, Disney California Adventure. Um, But I know that there was one down by Cinderella Castle. And honestly, I think that that one was a churro pretzel cart. Um, Mm -hmm. And they also serve their churros there with chocolate dipping sauce. So at Disneyland, they tend to do a lot of the seasonal churros. Like they've had, um, oh gosh, there was this fluffernutter churro that I heard was incredible. We've had the peppermint. (laughs) Yeah. You don't like marshmallow, but yeah, I'm not a marshmallow person. That's like one of the one things that I refuse to eat is marshmallow. So the fluffernutter churro sounds like a a disgrace to churros. <laughs> it sounds delicious to me, but cover a churro in anything. I don't know. They just, they have so many amazing ones at Disneyland. Um, Disney World though, I think a lot of them are your pretty, your standard cinnamon sugar churro with a chocolate dipping sauce, um, which like we said, is not allergen friendly or healthy, but it's definitely a fun indulgence. And um, the pretzels though, which is really cool is the pretzels are vegan. So if you are a plant-based eater, you can get a pretzel. Just don't get it with the cheese sauce. And I say cheese lightly because it's not real cheese. I don't know what it is. No, Just like the butter isn't real on the popcorn, the, the cheese is not real cheese. It's cheese product. So like that cheese sauce that if you let it sit for too long, it gets a skin on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like plastic, like plastic yeah. cheese for sure. But you know, um, it tastes good and I just don't question what's in it, but the cheese definitely has some sort of dairy in it. But if you are vegan, you can get the pretzels. Um, but as far as the other snack carts or shops that they have in Walt Disney World, um, just it's kind of similar to the Candy Palace in Disneyland. They have the confectionery. So it has the hand-dipped caramel apples, toffee, chocolate-dipped peanut butter sandwiches, which are number one. So good. <laughs> um, but they have really, really cool seasonal cupcakes. I know right now the holiday cupcake that they have, actually not the confectionery. I think it's at their um, Main Street Bakery, but it's like this really cool Christmas cupcake where it looks like it has a Christmas tree on top. Mm-hmm. And when you cut it in half, there's like confetti cake in the top in the Christmas tree. But then on the inside of the cupcake, there's like a hidden Mickey. So you can see this red velvet hidden Mickey inside. So They have all sorts of special cupcakes and all of their traditional Rice Krispie treats that are dipped in different toppings. 
dip fruit, cake pops, um, and then of course all the prepackaged treats and and candy. So um, if you are looking for a healthier option in there, definitely look for those prepackaged snacks with character. Um, but the confectionery and the candy palace um, don't really have healthy options. It's more of just like your indulgent treats for sure. So right, unless you go with like the dipped fruit, but again, it's not. I mean chocolate so you know there's dairy in the chocolate so it wouldn't be vegan mm-hmm. plant-based friendly um but yeah like the confectionery and the candy palace are like in the middle kind of like where the shops are and I think that another thing that's so great about Main Street is that all of the shops on each side are like connected so it's just like one thoroughway and so you can you know go from a shop and then you can go to the confectionery and then you go to the next shop and it's like just down the line. And so, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I I really like the convenience of it. And it's great for if you're trying to avoid, especially in Florida, the random rain, Mm -hmm. it can be sunny and then just start a downpour. So you can just walk through the shops or if you're trying to avoid a parade, you can, you know, just walk through and yeah. 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 Um, So going back to Disneyland, we have a couple of quick service. Actually, there's quite a few quick service at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So quick service, we mean it's not like a sit-down restaurant. You pretty much go up to a corner. You can order ahead of time on the app and have your, you know, your meal ready for pickup, which yeah, is a mobile great order. Thing. Yeah, through your My mobile Disney order. experience. Yeah, you can do mobile order, which I just recently started using and I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, and I think with the whole 2020 situation, I think mobile order is definitely the way to go. And I think in Walt Disney World, that's one of the only ways you can order at the different quick service. I think you have to do mobile order. So, right. yeah. so yes, the quick service option. So there is the Plaza Inn. So this was actually one of the first restaurants that opened with Disneyland. It was actually Walt Disney's favorite place to eat. So they do serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, as far as breakfast goes, they have a character breakfast, which is really, really cool, especially if you have little ones. Um, although I don't have kids and I appreciate a good character breakfast. <laughs> But they do a family-style buffet, and it's almost like in a Victorian setting. Uh, They are famous for their fried chicken, Mm. which I looked into, and I don't think they'll do a, like, a gluten-free coating. So I don't think it's uh, gluten-free or celiac-sensitive. It's not either, obviously. It's it's obviously chicken, but even the the buttermilk coating, too. So, yeah. So maybe if enough of us write into them, they'll make it gluten-free. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to do the character breakfast, you have to, have to, have to get reservations. They book up pretty quickly. Um, so some healthier options for breakfast. They do also do made-to-order omelets. So while it's buffet style, you can request that they do a made-to-order omelet. That way you can specify, um, you know, if you want to do egg whites, if you don't want cheese, stuff like that. Obviously, it wouldn't be vegan, but if you want dairy-free. So, like, if I were to go, I could ask them for an omelet just with no cheese and, you know, extra veggies and stuff, which would be great. They do have specialty and house salads. There is a vegan burger that they make. And every, pretty much every restaurant that I'm going to talk about and Sheena as well offers an allergy friendly menu if you request one. Um, so at the Plaza Inn, they have an allergy friendly pasta. So it's gluten free, um, it's not allergy friendly, I believe, and they'll list everything down on the uh, menu. But 100%, if you go to these restaurants, you have an allergy or your kiddo has allergies, make sure you ask them. They are your best 
resource. You know, we're just giving you the research that we've done and what we know, but for sure talk to, you know, your server at the restaurant. They'll be able to give you, give you the full menu. Um, so our favorite quick service is the Jolly Holiday Bakery and Cafe. So after you, it's at the end of Main Street on the left-hand side. It is Mary Poppins theme, and we absolutely adore it. I think we go to the Jolly Holiday at least once, maybe twice. Uh, yeah, probably twice. So we go in, earlier in the day, and then we always go at night to get our parade snacks. So if you're going to get a snack for fireworks or parades, you go to the Jolly Holiday and get, they have like, cappuccino or mochas and you can get your coffee and then uh, a good Matterhorn macaroon. That is my hands down favorite. Number one. So they offer soup salads and sandwiches Um, for breakfast. They have some croissants, coffee and hot cocoa. They have some of the best pastries. Um, They do a raspberry rose macaron, which Sheena really likes. I'm not a fan of macarons. I like macaroons, but I don't (laughs) like macarons. Um, it's yeah, just a texture oh gosh. thing for me. They had the Mickey pants macaron. So for Mickey's birthday oh. last year, oh, it was the cutest. It looked like Mickey's pants, but it had um, like this chocolate ganache filling and it was so sweet and it was incredible. Yeah, Shelby did not like it, but if you are a sweet, sweet no. person, the macarons are definitely for you. Mine's just like the texture of the cookie because aren't they like a meringue? Yeah. I just, and they get like this weird, it's a cross between like a crispy and a chewy. I don't yeah. know. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. Um, but they do have the Matterhorn macaroon, which is mine and Sheena's one of our favorite snacks, desserts ever. It's like a little coconut macaroon, like a little cluster dipped in white chocolate at the top. So it looks like the Matterhorn. And oh, it's so good. That paired with a coffee for a parade or fireworks is number one. Um, they also have their famous holiday, jolly holiday combo. They have a toasted cheese sandwich and tomato soup, um, which me and one of my best friends actually had on a rainy day at Disneyland once. And it was very satisfying because it was nice and warm and felt very, um, just like homey, I guess. Yeah. So if you ever want that on a rainy day, I think it's called the jolly holiday combo, right? Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the tomato soup is vegan which is great. They also have a grilled vegetable and whole grain salad, which is vegan. Also, I want to let you guys know all of the vegan foods that I'm listing, I actually got from the PETA website, P-E-T-A. They do a running updated list of all the vegan friendly foods at Disneyland and Disney World. So just so you guys know where that comes from, it is from a verified source. But um, so other healthier options, they have caprese sandwich, you can get the Jolly Holiday sandwich, salad. You can just ask for no feta cheese if you're going dairy-free or no breadstick if you want to watch your carbs. Um, They also have the allergy-friendly menu, so you can get a gluten-free and nut-free roll um, for all of their sandwiches, which is great if you're, uh, you know, celiac gluten-free. They also, if you want a gluten-free and nut-free dessert, they have chocolate chip cookies, brownies, and a blueberry muffin that all of the reviews say the blueberry muffin for being gluten-free is to die for. I've mm. never tried it, but I do love blueberry muffins, so I might be trying that next time we go. Uh, let's see. So yes, I could rave on and on about the Jolly Holiday. It's hands down one of the best ones. Um, Another quick service is the Coca-Cola Refreshment Corner, which is actually right next to the Jolly Holiday. Um, and I think one of the things that I look for is they have the, like the string of lights up Mm -hmm. top that alternate the red and white. 
And so they're always flashing. And so that's how you know where Coke Corner is. So that's on your left hand side as you're ending, um, as you're leaving Main Street. Um, they have a walk-up counter. They're primarily hot dogs. They have hot dogs, chili dogs. They do have sourdough chili bowls, soft pretzels, which they have jalapeno cheese stuffed pretzels and cream cheese stuffed pretzels, so which I've I've never Here's, had a cream cheese stuff. Oh, my gosh. So the cream cheese one, it's almost strange in that it's um, kind of sweet wheat like a sweet cream cheese almost mm-hmm. um but the jalapeno cheese stuffed pretzels are to die for like oh. so good yeah yum so do you know i know the mickey pretzels are they this i wonder if they're the same type of pretzel in that the pretzels obviously without the cheese filling are those ones vegan too um yeah i mean i assume that they're the same pretzel just with the fill but you know with the filling that's cheese yeah. it would take away the veganness from yeah. it so yeah so assuming that they're the same type of pretzel that you can find at the cart. Um, but they have soda fountain drinks, lemonade, hot cocoa coffee. They also always have a ragtime piano player in there. So it's kind of a cool environment too. Um, but for kids there, for healthier options, they do offer a power pack. So you can get like a yogurt smoothie, um, apples, carrots, a little one of those cutie oranges, um, and some crackers. They have a kid's turkey dog, pretzel with no cheese, and then... Again, just like any other restaurant, they have a whole gluten allergy options. They even have egg allergy-friendly options, fish and shellfish-free, dairy-free, tree nut-free, and soy-free. So good options. And, yeah, again, just ask wherever you go um, for their, you know, what your restrictions are and what you're looking for, and they can can get you taken care of. Um, They have a Gibson Girl ice cream parlor. That's next door to Carnation Cafe, which I will talk to at the end here. Um, But they serve sundaes, waffle cups and cones, floats, ice cream by the scoop. And they have a famous, a firehouse Dalmatian mint sundae. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I love mint chocolate. I think mint chocolate has been my favorite ice cream flavor since I was a little girl. So, yeah, the firehouse Dalmatian sundae is where it's at. If you like mint chocolate, you will love that sundae. See, I really like mint chocolate too. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, oh, if I wanted mint chocolate, I would just brush my teeth. And they think they Ooh. think it's so gross and they don't like it. And I'm like, oh, what's a different I love type it. of mint? I think it's so good. Yeah, no, it's um, good. They do for healthier options. They have a no sugar added butter pecan flavor. And then they have a strawberry fruit bar, which is actually certified vegan. So oh, nice. that's an option if you want a little cool treat. Um. I think they have over in Disney World, they have an ice cream parlor too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Plaza ice cream parlor, very similar. Um, they have Sundays, um, but they, they don't have the Firehouse Dalmatian one. They have the All-American Sunday, the Plaza Sunday, and the Kitchen Sink, which is served in a pair of Mickey pants. So if you want. Yeah, so cute. Um, yeah, a Mickey pants collectible, definitely order the Kitchen Sink there. Um, and they have these really cute kids ice cream cones that have Mickey ears that are made out of chocolate. So that's really cute. Um, they always have nine flavors on rotation, but they also have rice dream or tofuti. So they have uh, vegan ice cream options and then they always will have one no sugar added flavor as well. So, yeah, nice. mm-hmm. I think they have the uh, I was looking at the PETA website. I think they have the strawberry fruit bar there, too. Oh, perfect. So, for the vegan, another vegan option. Um, and then, of course, we have at Disneyland, it's called the Market House. 
And at Disney World, it is the Main Street Bakery, but it is their Starbucks. Um, this is our go-to in the morning. Mm. We hit up Starbucks. We grab our Starbucks and a quick little breakfast sandwich if we want something quick. And then we race on over to Indiana Jones before it breaks down for the day. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Always hit Indiana Jones first to make sure it does not break down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Pro tip <laughs> there. And while you're in line for Indiana Jones, you can get a fast pass for another ride. So, but yeah, Starbucks is one of our top choices when we go there. We, they have typical coffee drinks, bottled beverages. Um, we love getting their breakfast sandwiches. It's pretty much the same stuff that you can get at a Starbucks anywhere you're at. But to me, it always tastes a little different, a little bit more magical because you're on Main Street. And you exactly. Know Exactly. So, and we are also at the end going to be talking about a really special Disney inspired drink that you can get at the Starbucks. Um, so Main Street Bakery, if you're in Walt Disney World or Market House in Disneyland. Um, so yeah, we will give you that info towards the end of the podcast. Um, but just to touch on one quick service that's in Walt Disney World that, um, is very similar to the Coke Corner or Refreshment Corner in Disneyland is called Casey's Corner. So it has very similar types of foods, but it's, you know, baseball themed, which is amazing and so fun and all American. And it is counter service, has hot dogs, chili dogs, French fries, and brownies, which I thought was a strange addition to that whole group of things. But I heard the brownie is excellent. I have not had it there, but I've heard it is delicious. Um, It has mostly outdoor seating and it's a great spot to watch parades and fireworks. So if you're looking for the perfect spot to watch parades and fireworks, always go to Main Street is just the best spot to get the best view of everything. Um, So some of the favorites at Casey's Corner, they have corn dog nuggets. So they don't have a red wagon. Um, in Walt Disney World, like they do at Disneyland, but they do at Casey's Corner have baby corn dog nuggets that you can dip in cheese. And if you pay, I think it's a dollar extra. The last time I was there, you can get a side of cheese and they have like this pump. So you can just get unlimited cheese sauce oh, refills, which is yeah, really incredible. Um, so there's that. And let's see. Oh, their mac and cheese dog with bacon, which is definitely not vegan or healthy, but if you want to indulge, that is delicious. And it's definitely big enough to share with somebody. Um, but if you did want healthier options at Casey's corner, they do have a plant-based hot dog and they have a special plant-based slaw dog. So it's the plant-based dog with their coleslaw on top. And it is actually really delicious and you cannot taste a difference. I've had plant-based dogs and I've had regular dogs and this one just tastes really good and really fresh. And any hot dog that you want in the park, you can always ask for a gluten-free bun. They have tapioca buns at most locations that they will substitute in for you. So you can make it plant-based and you can make it gluten-free. So that's a really good option. Which is always good for kids too, especially if you have a little one who, you know, has celiacs or, you know, you have to be Mm gluten-free. I know hot dogs are like one of those foods that is commonly agreed upon by kids that they'll want to eat it. So they can still have a good hot dog, which is great. Mm -hmm. I know I'm over here talking about how the corn dog upset my stomach and I'm like, I want some corn dog nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Good. Well, see they're baby size. So you can have like a few small bites and then make a decision on if (laughs) your stomach hurts or not. (laughs) That's true. And it's not one giant one. It's little ones. So I don't feel as bad about it. Exactly. That's our logic guys. Exactly. So welcome to Body by Beignets. That's our health (laughs) advice. (laughs) 
<laughs> if it's bite size, it's not bad for you. Exactly. It has less calories. I mean, it makes sense. Not when you eat like 10 of them, then you might as well eat a full corn dog, but it makes you feel better about yourself. Um, anyways, so yeah, there's our, there's our nutrition advice for the day. Um, so back to Disneyland, the main table service, I think it's the only actual table service on Main Street at Disneyland is Carnation Cafe. Um, so they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's more Victorian style. They have really good breakfast menu. They have the famous Mickey waffles. They have a really good Eggs Benedict from what I'm told. I've heard it's delicious. And for lunch and dinner, they have their infamous fried pickles appetizer, mm -hmm. which again, I haven't had the pleasure of, I haven't actually been able to get a reservation for Carnation Cafe. Carnation Cafe there. is kind of hard. Yeah. That's one of the harder so, ones at Disneyland. Yeah. So that's going to be on my you know what? That'll be on my list next time we're going to go to Disneyland. I'm going to try to get a reservation, but I need to try these fried pickles. I've heard they're amazing. But lunch and dinner, they serve burgers, salads. They have meatloaf and fried chicken. Um, but yes, reservations are a must. They book up really fast. So healthiest options as far as breakfast time goes, they do have plant-based Mickey waffles. So they can take their batter and they have a plant-based plant -based version. Uh, they also have an allergy-friendly batter which is gluten-free and it's safe for milk allergy and a peanut allergy as well. So really good if you're dairy-free, gluten-free. Um, you can feel good about having waffles. They can also do the same batter for their pancakes. Um, they have a spinach and tomato egg white frittata if you're wanting something just on the lighter side. They have a vegan burger available. And they always have a fresh catch of the day fish dish. So you can get that with just a couple vegetables if you want. Um, yeah, so they have good options if you're on keto, if you're vegan. Other vegan options for breakfast, they have these sound to die for, apple granola pancakes. Mm, yeah, they that sounds, sounds good. So, good. <laughs> so I'm debating, yeah. do we want a breakfast reservation or do I want Can we do brunch? Dinner? Is there a way to do brunch to where we're in between and we can sample both menu? Or maybe we can just make two reservations and go back. We can do that. Yeah, because yeah, I think most of the places, it's like what you have to get there, and it's like, no, they're done serving breakfast, and it's lunchtime now. Like, they stopped making it. But for their apple granola pancakes, um, they can be vegan. You just have, have to ask for vegan granola instead mm. of the reg regular granola that they use. But so that's some options at Carnation Cafe. If you're wanting a actual sit-down place, um, you know, have a full service, kind of like just going to a restaurant anywhere, but you're there in the parks, so. That's a good option. Nice. Yeah, table service at Walt Disney World, they definitely have less quick service, but they have more table service on Main Street. So they have Tony's Town Square, which is Lady and the Tramp themed. Um, it's Italian food, obviously. Now they do have gluten-free pasta options upon request. So make sure that you let your hostess and your server know that you are gluten-free, either by allergy or by choice, and they will give you your options. And they can also have the chef come out to the table and walk through the menu with you to tell you like the different types of things you can eat. And that's not just exclusive to being um, gluten-free. If you have any sort of allergy, you just let your um, staff know. And the cast members are so great about accommodating the best that they can. So just letting them know and the chef will come out and go through the menu with you. So that's amazing. Um, but from what I've heard with Tony's Town Square, it's mediocre food. So not the best food. It's not your best option. But if you're wanting Italian food and you're in Magic Kingdom, it's an option. 
Um, but they do have a plant-based mushroom meatball that they serve with spaghetti. And I heard that that is actually really good. So if you're wanting a meatball, but a plant-based meatball going to Tony's and getting that mushroom meatball would be your best choice. Um, they also have the Plaza restaurant, not the Plaza Inn. So it's a little bit different. It is, um, table service. So it's not a buffet style, but it is budget friendly comfort food. They have salads, sandwiches. Um, they do have a seasonal menu. So around the holidays, they definitely have different specialty items. So that's really fun. They also have bottomless milkshakes and they do a milkshake of the month. And these milkshakes are extremely decadent and delicious for sure. Um, and a favorite of most people is the Plaza loaded fries. So no, those are not healthy. Um, they definitely have dairy, but if you want something indulgent, um, trying the Plaza loaded fries with a milkshake of the month, that would be really delicious. That um, sounds like it would send me into a food coma back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But if you want a healthier option at the Plaza restaurant, you can go with a salad. They do have veggie burgers and you can get gluten-free buns on request. So that's really good. And then the last table service that they have at Walt Disney World is called the Crystal Palace, which is super popular because this is your character dining with the 100 Acre Wood you know, characters. So you have Winnie the Pooh, you have Piglet, Eeyore, and Tigger. Um, it is kind of loud and chaotic because obviously there are a lot of families there wanting to see the characters. It is buffet style. Um, it serves a traditional breakfast and lunch and dinner does have a really good salad bar that has peel and eat shrimp. So that's kind of good. Um, but in the buffet restaurants, you can also you know, let your server or hostess know that you have a food allergy or preference and the chef will come out and walk the entire buffet with you and point out the options that you can have. Now it's a little bit harder, um, on a buffet as far as cross contamination. So if you're, you know, if you have a serious allergy, be very careful when you're at a buffet. Um, but they actually can walk through with you and show you things that you can have to eat. So that's really good. Um, so the healthiest options there would probably be um, the tofu scramble with veggies. That's a vegan option for you. They also have vegan vanilla ice cream there. And then, like I said, the chef can kind of walk through and, you know, show you the different options that you can have. So, yeah, I think that's it for um, all of the restaurants and food carts on both Main Street at Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. Yeah, so tons of options. Although the world is kind of, I know we know the world is kind of crazy right now. So as far as Walt Disney World is open, but I know a lot of the restaurant options are still kind of up in the air as far as, you know, being able to make reservations for these places. Um, and I don't know like how, I don't know how long it's going to be until, sorry guys, my mic was kind of, I was drifting. So if I was quiet, but I was saying that the world is kind of crazy with COVID, all that, um, I don't know as far as all of the reservations go, you know, what, which of these places are going to be open. Um, I don't know when buffet style restaurants are going to be an okay thing. So as but far as like the crystal palace and everything. What I've heard though, from Walt Disney world, as far as buffet restaurants, they are opening, but they're serving it family style. So they'll come to your table with a gigantic 
platter of the different options they would normally have. And it's still all you can eat. So if you finish your platter, they'll go get you another one, but it's more so, so that you're not up touching and breathing on things. So yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that might even be better too, then for people with serious allergies, because you can control what comes to the platter. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on the Disneyland dining website though, kind of looking and while they do have allergen friendly, they make a note at the bottom of the menu that while they make these allergen friendly, you know, options for everyone, they do not have a completely separate kitchen. So if it's something where it's like even an exposure allergy, um, that would be something you'd want to talk to either, you know, the hostess or your server or even the chef available that day and see if, you know, what the risk of cross-contamination is, um, just depending on how severe your allergy is. But they wanted to make that note, you know, just so you know, it's not a completely separate, like gluten-free, nut-free kitchen. It's all the same kitchen. They just do as much as they can to keep it, you know, gluten and nut and dairy friendly. So Nice. Um, I think it's, it's nice because you know that eating with a dietary, dietary restriction at Disney, it's not impossible. And there's so many more options now and they continue to update the list every year. Um, I think knowing that more people are health conscious now, you know, looking for healthier options. So they're always updating their menus and trying to add better options for everyone. Um, especially with those, like Sheena was talking about the snacks with character pre-packaged line. So that way you can take a little something with you if you want a Disney treat that you couldn't get something that was allergy or healthy friendly for you, you know, at one of the quick service places that you can have like that magic of taking a Disney treat back with you back to the hotel for the night or on the Mickey and friends tram going back to your hotel, you know, when you're dead tired, but you can have a treat that, you know, the ingredients are safe for you. Um, and again, most restaurants that are Disney owned or on the property, they do have that full allergy friendly menu. So you just always ask for it. Um, take what we say is just a little bit of advice and a little bit of guidance, but you know, ultimately you want to ask them up front and make sure that you're, choosing what's best for you. Exactly. And and if you're a plant-based eater or you have a dairy or egg allergy, make sure when you go to the park, you ask for the plant-based guidebook and you can get that at Guest Relations. Um, it has a complete list of approved food options in the park. It's small, foldable, kind of like a brochure. So you can just kind of tuck it away in your bag. Um, but it also just has a list of everything that you can have in the park. So it makes it so easy. And when you're in a restaurant and you're looking at the menu, just look for the little green leaf symbol next to a menu item that indicates that it's a safe plant-based option for you. I did not know that they have a little guidebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they do at Walt Disney World right now. So I'm sure once Disneyland reopens, they should be rolling that out. But I know last year they really put a lot more menu items out there that were plant-based and because they had so many, um, yeah, they created that guidebook, which is incredible. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm not fully plant-based, but I almost want to grab this book and try different plant-based options just to see. Cause there are sometimes when I'll try like a plant-based burger or something and it just tastes, I mean, it tastes great. Like you can't, I mean, you can tell a little bit of a difference, but they do such a good job now that it's so good. Yeah, so for sure. I wanna, when we venture out there in April, maybe we can try more of their plant-based stuff. Yeah, definitely. And we'll get the book and we'll take pictures of it and we'll put it up on Instagram so that you can see exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and to gluten-free and celiac eaters, so all table service restaurants, they will accommodate a gluten-free diet with no notice whatsoever. Um, 
we all know that Disney is really good about being accommodating, you know, to their guests, no matter where you're at, if you're at a restaurant ride, whatever, but it's good to be proactive. So when you're booking your vacation in your My Disney Experience app, um, you can book your advanced dining reservations and they have check boxes that you can indicate your dietary requests. So that way, if you're going to a sit down restaurant, they know that, you know, someone at your table has a peanut allergy, someone has, you know, is celiac or gluten free. And it's just good, you know, that way it lets the staff know ahead of time and you can, they can have these accommodations ready for you, which is great. Um, we also recommend just to be on the safe side, just in case something with the app, they don't get, you know, your dietary restrictions, letting the hostess or the server know what your requests are if you're gluten-free, celiac, and the chef will come to the table to discuss your options, or they might even create a special menu item just for you. Like I said, they're super accommodating, um, which is really great. You can contact them before your trip to customize a menu. So there is a email you can send. It's special.diets at disneyworld.com before your trip. And you must reach out before the two-week mark of your arrival. So that's specifically for Disney World. No, they're more so, more than Disneyland, you really have to book your dining experiences further out just because, you know, the park is bigger. You have to book further out to make sure you get the restaurants you want. So... That's the email for Disney World. Do you know, Sheena, if there's, a, if there's one for Disneyland? No, um, I just found the Disney World um, email address, and I actually emailed them because we are going to be going in April and because I try to stick more plant-based, and I know that um, we have a diabetic in our group who's going, so I expressed those concerns, and I emailed, and they got back to me less than 24 hours and um, followed up with lots of great information, so I highly recommend emailing them, and I'm sure once Disneyland is up and running, they will have that available there as well, but as soon as we get that email, we will definitely let you know. Yeah. So if you know that you're, which I know Disney World more so because a lot of people, unless you're, you live in Florida and you're there all the time. Um, but like for us, when we go, it's like a big to do. We have to book like all of our restaurant experiences and everything ahead of time. And so if you're going to be booking those sit down restaurants. It's great to let them know ahead of time. That way you can make sure that um, you have good food you can eat because we want everyone to have good, enjoyable food when they go to the parks. That's one of the main things about going. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the food definitely enhances your experience for sure. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're a diabetic eater, you can still enjoy many of the food options, but you have to kind of pick and choose which options are worth the carb count to you. So we don't have exact carb counts, and that's something that maybe you can get from the actual restaurants when you are there, the exact carb count, but they don't have them listed anywhere, and I would hate to give you an estimate to use. So definitely ask for exact carb counts. Um, but I find that splitting a high carb treat, like a churro, um, with somebody definitely gives you the taste that you want with a smaller carb count. So my youngest son, Mason is a type one diabetic. And of course I would never want to deprive him of all the incredible snacks and treat options there. But of course we don't want to overload him with carbs. So I have split churros with him because the churros at Disney are very large anyway. So you're getting, you know, half the amount of carbs and you're still getting that, that treat and that taste. So you're not feeling deprived, which is really great. Um, just make sure you balance your higher carb snack with some sort of protein. So, um, you know, we like to keep uh, peanut butter 
crackers, different things like that. Also, my son naturally um, wants protein. So like he's my turkey leg eater, which I hate the turkey <laughs> leg. I think they're disgusting. Um, yeah, I know it's been mentioned on many podcasts and sites and things about the turkey leg tendons. Like that just grosses me out. It's oh, so see, disgusting. I, I'm a turkey leg person. I uh, love turkey legs. No, but it definitely <laughs> is a good low carb option for sure. So just make sure you have that protein. That way you don't have, you know, the rise in blood sugar and like a huge spike and then you crash later. Um, also I found with like the high level of activity of walking around the parks, uh, my son often goes low. So they do have a lot of good quick sugar snacks, um, that we've used to elevate his blood sugar quickly. So grabbing cotton candy at a, at a cart is really good because it has no fat or anything and it. it's just pure sugar. So that's great. But also they have lots of slushies around the park. So like grabbing a LeFou's brew or something like that, um, because it's pretty much straight sugar. That is, you know, a good option to raise a blood sugar. Um, but while there are lots of park options to help you with a low sugar, it's still important to like plan ahead. I always carry quick acting sugars with me. So like juice boxes and fruit snacks, um, we keep them in our bags just because they're super convenient and super portable. So just make sure you plan ahead. But Disney definitely has options. If you're a diabetic eater, you just kind of got to pick and choose and, and plan ahead. But so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> what, so what do you, I'll just cut you off. No, but what, what do you do then? Like if you want to tell them, because obviously, you know, Mason's had his diagnosis for years now. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go to a restaurant and they can't give you say a new, like a new diabetic, you know, a parent of a new diabetic decides they want to go to Disney mm-hmm. and they're still kind of getting used to now you're used to like, you can look at an apple and kind of gauge how much just because you've done it for so long. Mm-hmm. But if the restaurant can't give them an exact carb count for what reason, so what, tell them what resources, like, what do you use to help? Yeah. So I have an app on my phone that I use that is a carb calculator. So there are so many of them on the market that you can get on your phone and you just download the carb calculator, whatever pops up. Um, I can't think of the exact name. Oh, you know what? Let me grab my phone really quick and I will look it up so that you have the exact name. It is called Calorie King. So I downloaded Calorie King and you can click open the app and at the top you can type in just the name of something so I could type in churro. So I'll type in churro right now and we'll see what pops up. So it gives me all different types of churros from all different types of locations. So it gives me the carb count in a churro from Costco's food court. I have mini churros from Jack in the Box. Um, It gives me a churro from Cinnabon. So it gives me other options that I can kind of um, compare and say, okay, you know, I think this churro is about the size of one from Costco. So I'm going to go with that carb count. So if you can't get the exact carbs from a vendor at the park, definitely use an app to help you guesstimate. But I always um, would rather my, my child not go low because you can always correct a high, but it's hard to bring back a low. So I would say always err on the side of caution and dose them for less carbs. And then you can make adjustments after that. So that's kind of what we do. And obviously if you're a parent of a type one diabetic or you're a type one diabetic yourself, you know, like your kid's body, like Sheena knows the certain foods that may cause Mason's blood sugar to go crazy or, you know, if he needs a little bit more of something. So it's always up to your judgment too. Cause I know, most type one diabetic parents that I know, 
they're like, oh, well, we give them this, this, and this, and it helps balance them out perfect. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, ton of the options that we talked about, especially when you're first walking in, you know, they have that fruit cart, so you can grab, you know, like a piece of fruit or something that you know would help kind of bring them up and then some crackers, you know, kind of stabilize them a little bit. So it's always, there's good options everywhere. Yeah, there's definitely options everywhere for sure. And Disney is so great. So we won't talk about it on this episode, but in a future episode, we'll talk about the DAS Pass, which is the Disability Access Service. And it definitely accommodates um, those patients or, uh, you know, guests visiting the park who have diabetes. So we'll get more into that in another episode. But um, I think it's time to switch gears and shift into our new recipe segment. Thinking about planning a dream Disney vacation? Let the Mickey Travels team help. Our services are always free. Mickey Travels, an authorized Disney vacation planner, is proud to be one of a select few travel agencies in the world that has been designated by Disney destinations with platinum earmark status. Mickey Travels personalizes each client's Disney vacation based on their specific needs and wants. Do you want to plan a vacation to Walt Disney World? Disneyland? How about a Disney cruise? Maybe Aulani? Or what about taking an Adventures by Disney vacation? Whatever your Disney vacation preference is, be confident knowing that you've selected the best Disney travel agency to make your vacation truly magical. If you are ready to make unforgettable Disney memories, contact me at 480-390-2571 or Sheena at mickeytravels.com. That is S-H-E-E-N-A at mickeytravels.com. So like I said before, when we think of Main Street USA, we often think of breakfast. And it's usually, well, it is the first place, not usually, if we, we can't fly over Main Street, but it's the first <laughs> place, the first land you go through as you start your day. So with that in mind, we thought it would be fun to recreate a specialty Disney coffee drink and the infamous Mickey waffles. So we're going to create the OG recipe, and then we're also going to have a healthier swap option available as well. Yeah, so we're going to list all the ingredients needed in the show notes, and then we're going to put pictures up on Instagram for you. Um, Since most of the items we are using come from Amazon, we will give you an extra week before we create the recipes together. So um, for the coffee drink, what we're going to create is called the Pixie Dust Latte. And so if you want to get the OG version, what you need to do is either go to the Market House in Disneyland or the Main Street Bakery in Magic Kingdom, so the Starbucks location, and you're going to order a cinnamon dolce latte. I usually like getting it hot in the morning. Um, but I'm sure you could get it iced. It would be just as good. And so you're going to order the cinnamon dolce latte with half pumps cinnamon dolce and half pumps white mocha. And then to make it a little bit healthier, I choose to do decaf coffee, and then I will choose a plant-based milk option. So at Starbucks, they have almond milk, coconut milk, and soy milk, and then make sure you get no whipped cream. Um, So to recreate this at home, we're going to do a healthier version. You're going to need something called Dandy Blend. Um, That's D. 
A-N-D-Y, Dandy Blend. And it is a powdered blend that is made with dandelion root, chicory root. So it's healthier for you. It's not actually coffee, but it has a coffee flavor. So I like using that because it's healthier, but it also um, has no caffeine in it and it tastes like coffee. So you can get that on Amazon. You can get the regular bag or the organic. So I have organic. So you can use that or just organic instant coffee, whatever you choose. Then you're going to need the plant milk of your choice. I will be using oat milk in our recipe. And then on Amazon, you're going to order the two syrups that you need. Um, The brand is called Jordan Skinny Syrups. So I have one in cinnamon dolce and then one in white chocolate mocha. So those are the things that you are going to need to make your healthy pixie dust latte at home. I also like to use a, it's like a milk frother, which I got on Amazon as well. So I will be using that in the video. If you don't have a milk frother, just warm up your plant milk. You could do it in the microwave or on the stovetop. So that's what we will be using for the latte. And I found too, that when you do go to the Starbucks at the Disney parks, um, our mom was very pleasantly surprised. She ordered a hot coffee and they asked her if she would like her coconut milk steamed. Mm-hmm. And it was like game changing for her. So that's <laughs> a great option at the Starbucks is that they will steam your plant-based milk as well. Because it's not the same when you add like a cold plant-based or it, any kind of milk to a hot coffee. Because then it just doesn't mm-hmm. taste the same. Yeah, it doesn't so. taste the same. Plus it makes it less hot. And you want yeah. hot coffee. Yeah. So they can steam it and make it make it nice and hot. I think when we recreate this, I might try to do an iced version because I'm more of an iced coffee person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be the same exact ingredients, but I'm going to make mine iced. So, perfect. All right. And then for our Mickey waffles, so Sheena actually found, it's called Golden Malted Original Waffle and Pancake Mix that you can find on Amazon. This is the same exact mix that they use in the parks. Mm -hmm. So you make this according to the directions on the bag and it's going to taste exactly how Mickey waffles would taste at the parks. So you can get that on Amazon. Um, Amazon is our go-to. We're not sponsored by any means, but (laughs) I wish, I I wish (laughs) we buy enough stuff from Amazon. Yeah. Um, And then just by the uh, directions on the bag, you need an egg, water, melted butter, you know, cooking spray, um, your choice of maple syrup. And we even, I believe Sheena even splurged and got a Mickey waffle iron. I did. Yes. Yeah. You can get it on Amazon or you can order it from shopdisney.com. They have the Mickey waffle maker there. I found, I ordered mine on Amazon because it was going to get to me quicker than if I had ordered it on shop Disney. So, but if you don't have a Mickey waffle iron, you can use a regular waffle iron or the same batter can be used to make pancakes. So if you don't have a waffle iron when we do our recipe, you can use the same batter and make some pancakes instead. So it's nice and diverse. Um, but to make it healthier, so the same brands, the golden malted waffle and pancake flour, they do a gluten-free option. So we're going to make the healthier option as well. That is also available on Amazon. Um, and then same thing, water, melted butter, cooking spray, your waffle iron, if you have one. Um, and then we're going to be using sugar-free syrup. Uh, we use Walden Farms pancake syrup, and we pick that up at Sprouts here. Um, that's where we get ours. And always 
optional, but you can top your pancakes or waffles off with strawberries and blueberries for a little bit of fruit with your breakfast. So that is what our first Instagram live cook with us is going to be is a little bit of a main street brunch. Yeah. And due to the fact that some of the ingredients are on Amazon, we're going to give everybody an extra week to order what you need. Um, So we're going to do our IG live event on Sunday, November 22nd. So that's Sunday, November 22nd. Um, Join us for brunch or breakfast for dinner if you're on the East Coast. Um, We're going to do it at 3 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time here in Arizona, um, which is 2 p.m. if you are on the West Coast, or 5 o'clock p.m. if you are on the East Coast. So we'll be creating the delicious Main Street USA recipes together and hopefully enjoy a little bit of Disney nostalgia, even though it's on modern-day Instagram, so we have to social (laughs) distance. (laughs) But we yeah. hope to see you guys there. We'll send out a reminder and we'll post it on our Instagram page, which you can follow our Instagram at Body by Beignets. Um, and that's where we post all of the ingredients you need. That's where our live will be and where we post updates about our episodes. Yeah. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We had so much fun talking about Main Street. We can't wait to see all of you in your cooking gear when we cook brunch on November 22nd. Um, Remember that's three o'clock Mountain Standard Time, two o'clock if you're on the West Coast and five o'clock PM if you are on the East Coast. So yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us at Body by Beignets, where Disney does a body good. Bye. Bye.